For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Two Robbies podcast. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and we're going to do a breaking news uh, episode today to react to Frank Lampard's departure, Robbie Earl, from Stamford mm. Bridge. Um, we understand, and it's been widely reported, not confirmed yet as we record this podcast, but Thomas Tuchel um, looks destined, and all the reports are saying he's going to take over imminently, he's just getting his stuff together before he's announced that Chelsea will be the new manager, they think, by the way, in place for Wednesday's Premier League match, Rob. The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all on its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to 313-mile range on a single charge, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric never could be. It was built with a driver in mind just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience the electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. There's no place like the movie theater. The smell of fresh popcorn welcomes you to a full-body experience while candies and sodas compete for your attention. Hoping to join you in the best seats you've reserved on Fandango. It's where movie lovers buy tickets, pick seats, and double up on rewards points all online. All that's left is to walk in, snack up, and sit back. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies. Um, Frank Lampard, firing first of all. We're going to Thomas Tuchel, but what was your Mm. initial reaction um, on hearing that news? Not surprised, Rob. Um, which is a shame for Frank. I think it tells you everything about the football club, um, the position we're in. I think it was last week during one of the broadcasts and Rebecca um, brought note to the, to the fact that somebody very close to the football club, and, and there's always journalists who have links to football clubs and they get the, the inside track, whether it's from somebody in the ownership group, somebody on the board, somebody in the playing staff, and um, it was reported that it's a case of when and not if Frank's going to lose his job. And this was before the game against Leicester that, that Chelsea went on mm-hmm. to lose 2-0 and 
and got outplayed and, and out tactics and out, out thought really in the match. And if you believe everything that, that you've read since, um, the ownership group, Roman Abramovich, had decided that it was time for a change. So I always felt, Rob, that whether this happened this week, next week, in a couple of weeks, Frank was gone, dead man walking. When Chelsea Football Club put it out there, and it does get out, that they're unhappy with the manager, that they're looking at alternatives, that they are thinking about a change, change generally happens. So they're five points off the top four. Yeah. Half of the season left. They're in the FA Cup fifth round mm-hmm. and they won their group in the Champions League and they now face Atletico Madrid in the knockout yeah. stages of the division. Mm-hmm. He's got lots of new players, lots of young players, lots of players settling in. Yeah. I'm just trying to say, is it a little early? Oh. I think I think we're both this that we ain't gonna to talk too much about the surprise of Roman Abramovich no. making no. a change because everybody in football mm. is not surprised by this. And there's no point in us talking about that because it's no surprise. But I do wanna just, you know was there an argument, Rob, to give him more time? That this because of his status as a great player, and I know what you're gonna let me just finish off, like his status of, of what he did as a player, wasn't that Shouldn't I give him a little bit more leeway, like to 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 see if he can learn on the job, to give him a little bit more time, to give him this season, Rob, to see if he could turn things around? Because in that guy, you know, you're going to have a a manager manager's club for 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 quite a few seasons, knowing how much he feels about the club. Now, I know there's an amount of uncertainty. He did a really good job last year, and I understand that the 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 job remit is so different this season, given the money spent and given the, the type of players that have come in and the expectation levels. I just, you know, it's a bit of a devil's advocate situation, really, where do you think they should have given more time? I know about, you know, what Chelsea... Yeah. Do you think so? Because I, I think, do. Listen, listen, and, and, I, and I don't disagree with what you're saying and the sentiment of what you're saying, Rob. It was a young manager. We saw a year in the Championship. We saw a year in the Premier League without any transfers when he did exceptionally well to get them to fourth and develop the football team and, and players. We get to a different situation where he spends $300 million. As you've said, different job, rules change. Now, I almost get the sense, Rob, and and, and I'm trying to think it through from when Frank got the job to that first day. We were at Old Trafford and we saw him get beat 4-0 by by Manchester United and and it wasn't a great day. And he developed his his team through that season and learned himself, I think, his experience. It was almost, Rob, like he was learning on the job. And I, as, as I was thinking back today, I'm thinking like, how could it have, how could this have worked out different? And I'm not sure it could. I think in some respects, he was set up to fail. And by that, I mean, the moment you give him $300 million and he hasn't been able to keep the team in the top four as, as of now, they're ninth in the table, they're nine points from the top. So that looks a little bit alarming. As you say, if you take into account the FA Cup and the, the Champions League, there's, there's work being done in development of the football club. But this club want to be top four, you know, in Champions League, winning domestic trophies. That's what they've done in the past. Now, to a point, Frank Lampard always told you that he never had some of the tools and some of the experience that was going to be required if things started to go wrong. That it, it, It's a given. He hasn't got that yet. So in that respect, the job came too soon and was too big. But if you're Frank, do you turn it? Do you turn Chelsea down? Probably not, because you don't know if you ever get a shot again. So you take the job, 
he's now been found out that he, he lacks the experience of. He's lack. He lacks. We, we've talked about it on the on the podcast. He but lacks, they knew he, that. They knew that. That's what I'm saying. Really. So you're setting him up to fail. That's exactly what I'm saying. So you know that. So if you're not going to give him the time to learn those things, to give him a chance to come through, you're basically saying, "Here's a guy. We'll give him a shot." We probably don't think he's good enough. And at the first mm. time we get a shot, we, we, we take him out, as we do, and we go for someone else and we move on. And he's a legend and he'll be welcome back any time. But you know what? This is Chelsea. And we, and that's what I'm saying. Obviously, he almost helped to fail. It, it's a job that's come five years too early in his, in his career. Yeah. I mean, I guess looking back, he was kind of the ideal guy to steer the ship through a difficult period with a transfer ban, having to bring through young players. I guess at that point, right, he's the ideal guy for this, given this season. The fans will love him. Fans won't get on the the back of the football club for the the ruling of no transfers, et cetera, et cetera, and we'll see how he goes. Given this season, Hmm. like, they they give him the opportunity to see if he can make it work with these players. But as soon, I mean, it's been five weeks, Rob. It's been five weeks of poor results. Five weeks. And that's all it takes for the club to say, ninth place, it's a terrible look for the club. And probably more importantly, Rob, you know, in, in that statement was, you know, the board didn't feel, didn't see any sign that yeah. he was going to put it right. And i got to say, I'd love to see him have more time to try and do that, but I kind of know what they're saying there, Rob. The last few games that we watch, we watch every game, you know, you were like, wow, this is, this is struggle. It's, it's a difficult watch seeing these players continue to struggle. What were the reasons, Rob? Where, where did he fall down? Let's get to that point now. Is where, where will he try and improve as a manager? Of course, it'd be difficult. Uh, let's, to... start, let, let's start at the appointment piece. Let, let's start right there. When you get appointed to a football club, the most, your relationship with, with the people above you is most important. The second most important relationships beyond the, the dressing room is your backroom staff. You've got to have a backroom staff, Rob, who... Hmm. A worldly who'll challenge you at times, who'll say, Boss, think about this. Hold on a minute. I don't think Frank had the right makeup in his backroom stuff from day one. And I said it back then, and I'm not being you know somebody who's speaking after the event. Yeah. Jody Morris is an excellent, outstanding coach and a good friend. And you absolutely see why Frank Lampard will keep him and, and want him as part of his staff. Absolutely. But once you start going beyond the the, the, the assistant who you've, who you've got to know and trust and, and have that relationship with, but you, you, your other coaches, you've got to have somebody in there, Rob, who one day might take your job. One day is going to go on to better things. One day is going to say, no, Gaffer, have a think about this. No, Gaffer. It's not always heads. What about tails? I don't think from day one that person was in, was in Frank's armory. So if you surround your people who are always going to be agreeing with what you say, I think you're, miss, you're missing something in, in the modern game. I think that's a great point. That's, uh, that probably is the first point to say. Um, the next point really is why he couldn't get the best out of some really good players, Rob. And mm. that would be, for me, mm. like, that's pretty big. I, and I know that, that we have to give new players, particularly the younger ones, into the Premier League with the extra intensity and stuff that, that many players say, um, that he couldn't get Kai Havertz involved or looking good or Timo Werner that, that is an international goal scorer. We, we kind of know he's a really high level player yet he, he scored, what was it? Four goals. Yeah. You're never sure the front to the front striker who was going to play, who wasn't going to play. You know, that, that ultimately is, I think the reason why he's gone now, because those star players, those German players or played in German league, 
didn't look like getting to the to the level that he that the club needs in the Premier League. Do you think he'll have any regrets, Robert? And, and why couldn't he get the best out of those players? Is it all back down in, in experience? It's a good point to get back to, and, and I think so. Again, you, you start to try and think about these things. I try and put yourself in around that dressing room, what you think is happening, how do you think he's working, what, what might be going on. So, so I, I've had a couple of thoughts on this, Rob. The first one being, and, and I have to kind of revert back to Frank Lampard, the player, was a hugely driven individual who got the best out of himself, was motivated every week, 211 goals. Like We both played against him in the early part of his career and probably never thought he could go on to be the player that no. he became. So when you've got that natural drive and, 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 and ambition and, and want to win and you know look how long he played in his career, came over to NYFC and, and was excellent, a great professional for people to, to look to, when you've got that as a, as, as a given, that's part of you, that's who you are, maybe sometimes you think everybody's a bit chubby like that. Why aren't, why, why aren't you like that? And, and, and sometimes I think getting that across to people is like, why, why are you not getting So especially young players, Rob, who are starting to maybe doubt themselves and lose a bit of confidence, who may be in a new league, who need other, other things, other tools, other ways of pushing buttons. There's a psychology involved in football, whether it's your manager who back in the day used to put you against a wall, if it's a manager like a Wenger who can talk you through in a, in a way, if it's a tactical guy who can bring you, you know, put you in good spots to make you look. I don't think Frank Lampard had, has the, the tools, knows the buttons to do that. That's what his next learning curve is. The next three, four, five years of Frank's managerial career is learning how to push those buttons. It's difficult then, Rob, because he's not going to get the same situation in where he's got to push the buttons of star players of 25, no, 50 million. To cut in, but can, can, if I learn to push the buttons at one level, then I think I can learn. To say, okay, what do I need to? What, how do I need to reassess this to the next level? That's what management is, Rob, isn't it? Going into that dressing room now, his, he, he, his, I think still his definitely his football career. I still think a little bit what he's done in his managerial career will hold him in good stead. He'll have the respect. He'll, he'll, he'll know. I think there's, there's definitely a chance for him to come again. But I think he's got to go and learn. Go and learn his trade. Go and yeah. learn your trade. He, he, he's shown when things are going well, he can be a good manager. What we don't know is when things start to go wrong. What kind of manager is he then? You think about it, Rob. Right, from going from playing to having a season at Derby, you're making decisions for the first time ever in his life. Mm. Tactical decisions, coaching plans. How am I going to get this team better? Man management, in-game substitutions, all this stuff that he's had one season at Derby. And then he's into this Chelsea Chelsea job. I mean, it's got to be difficult. You see now that Stephen Giles doing a great job, uh, Glasgow Rangers, and, and, it, and it's going to take time for these young guys to, to 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 get used to these situations. Let alone dealing with star players that come in that are not hit, hitting the ground running. Whether he expects them to do that, and whether he's not put an arm around the shoulder enough to try and get Kai Havertz or other players playing better. That that's ultimately what he hasn't been able to do. And I'll just move on from there as well with the coaching side of it, Rob. And we're going to get on to Thomas Tuchel and what he might bring to the football club. I didn't see enough impactful coaching decisions prompting from Frank Lampard to try and 
speed this thing along. One thing that I thought that the team were, were never good at, by the way, and they proved defensively when they brought the goalkeeper and Thiago Silva, they were never a good pressing team, Rob. They were never a good team without the ball. The amount of times I, I talked about on the shows, we've talked about it, that without the ball, if you look at them, and for everybody listening and watching this, it's so interesting because your natural eye when you watch a game of football is to go with the ball and to go with the team on the ball who's making a run, who, you know, what's he doing on the ball. Spend time looking at the players without it in different phases, whether it's a block situation, whether behind the ball, how are they moving, whether it's a counter-attack situation, who's jogging back, who's walking back. The team were not good without the ball. And Thomas Tuchel, that we're going to talk about, I think you're going to see a change in that. And I think that would have helped the team be one better without the ball, defensively better, but also when you win the ball like that, they, you, you create goals. When we do our breakdowns, Rob, I would say 80% of the time, there's a turnover, there's a mistake, and forced by good opponents that, that press and they do this counter-pressing again. You, you go forward, you give the ball away, you win it straight back again. That team with Chelsea and Frank Lampard never did that. And that, whether that's something that he doesn't, believe in or he doesn't know how to, 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 to bring it to the team. I don't know. I think you're going to see it now with Thomas Tuchel. But the coaching side of it, Rob, as well as the, the bit that you talk about, I think was something that for somebody that looks at that stuff quite closely, I didn't see enough cleverness or or changing to, to try and make it better. I think to take that point further as well, Rob, and, and it's again something we've we've noted a little bit. We noted it last year, I think, and it's something a thread that that's retained this year is, and and I know it, it comes under the the umbrella, which is, is a bit broad, like game management. When I watch Chelsea, Rob, I sometimes get the sense like they don't quite know at what stage of the game. I've, I'm, I remember particularly they were one 0 up against West Ham United this season, Rob, and um, for thirty forty minutes of the game, period between first half when they were up and second half before they went on to win the game. I think they got a couple of goals made it to me now. They didn't, they didn't know what to do with the ball. They didn't kind of know whether we've got one nil up, we should be more defensive, let's not give anything away. They didn't know how to keep the ball and keep it away from West Ham in terms of game management and, and waiting for opportunities like West Ham pull forward. They didn't go on the front foot. They kind of, and, and, and in, in some respects, I, I think, the team, Mara, Mira, Frank, I think at times he's not sure. And, and also, Rob, on that point, which goes back to the kind of the decision-making and all this new stuff for him, um, I want to get on about his demeanour and yeah, his, his persona and his interviews. And, and I know it's not... It, it's not the key thing, and and different people have different. I mean, there's miserable managers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I would just ask. I throw it to you. He looks so hurt when they didn't play well, so down when they didn't play well after games, and he was so prickly with the press and the media. Is there a, is there a, a danger that that kind of down, miserable demeanour goes to the team. Because you could argue in the last few weeks, the team played a little miserable. They played a little uninspired. I just, I just, he's so, his heart was so much in the job and I know he wants to do so well that the disappointment seemed to hey, he, uh, to, to, to he really, uh, to, to lay heavy on his shoulders. Yeah. Well. Do you think that's something that he will try and, and again, adds to your point. Um, the, the, there's a bit of Frank 
And it came out with Jose Mourinho. I think Jose Mourinho in the League Cup game had a little pop at Frank, basically saying, I always see you up and shouting when your team are winning. When your team are not well, you're always sitting down. Sometimes you need to get up when they're not winning as well. And, mm. and, it, and, it, and we know Jose, we know he likes a little dig, but there was a little something in that, Rob. That, mm. that look that you say, that how many times have we seen the look, the folded yeah. arms, the, the, the eyebrows and the look and the... He's got to become. He's got to get a bit of Sam Allardyce, a bit of Rhino skin at times. He's got to not let things affect him. He's got to not show us, show the world, show his team how disappointed he is. He's got to talk through those disappointments and sometimes be a little bit more upbeat than he is. It's part, and that's another part of his learning. Of like you said, he's 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 running Premier League club now from probably doing his coaching badges two two years ago. He's making decisions on players, on injuries, on fitness, on travel, on all these things. He's also mm. learning how to act like a manager because the Just, press play a big part, Robert. And the press, yeah. the moment that, that thing came out, it's, it's a when or not if, the press had turned. The press smell mm. one now. And, and they'll go in. I don't care if you're Frank Lampard, you're Dean Smith, you're Slavin Bilic, or you're, you're Jurgen Klopp or Pep Guardiola. If the, if the media smell their chance, they're coming in. I'll tell you what I thought, Rob, when I, when I, when I listened to some of the interviews with, with Frank, where he's saying, that's not good enough. You know, the players know that. It's almost like that miserable, hard-edged manager is something that he wants to be. Like, like you know, others have been like that, particularly Sir Alex Ferguson would be miserable. He looks angry. And you know, in some ways, that the players will react to that. But Frank, Frank Lampard has got to do the other stuff first. Instead of being the big... The, get, go and do some work. Go and do some work on the training ground. Mm. Establish yourself. Establish your, your methodology... And then when you give us the, the moody and the I'm out, you know, the players, I'm not happy with the players, they, they understand at the moment. It's like, don't give me that. Show us. Show us and, and try and make us bet on the training ground with, with sessions or with, with different tactical ideas or whatever. I, I mean, I, it, it sounds there, Rob, that we've, we've, we've really trying to get into what's gone on. Sorry, we dissected what we think is outsiders. We dissected something that of, of a guy I think we both like. We both have enough of a relationship to have a conversation with. We both want to see him do well. But I think we've got to be straight. We've got to be honest. It's a podcast on why he hasn't got the job. There, there was talk, Rob, and again, I always take some of this with a pinch of salt because I think it's, it's an easy thing that some people in the media, journalists, try to go to. There was a lot of talk about dressing room unrest, players not having a good relationship with the, with the manager. Now... Is that another one of those, well, he's getting sacked so that happens? Or is, is there more of a case that maybe Frank didn't deal well with people who were out of the team, apparently? Well, yeah, but, but with, that, with that whole demeanour of, mm. you know, this is not good enough, I'm not going to accept it, you're not having that, I don't care who you are. Whether he needed a, a, a softer side or a, okay, team up, let's sit, let's sit down, like, well, let, let's try and figure out to get more out of you. I mean, we, we'll never know the intricacies, Rob, yeah. and we'll never know how a lot of those players felt about him. A lot of them will really like him. And I just, I do want to say, Rob, you know, that, that this isn't the end of the career for Frank Lampard. He did a really good job at Derby County. He did a, an incredible job last year in a difficult situation with the players, get him into the top four. Um, where, do, where does he go next, Rob? Because I think we, we differ on this. Well, well, the last time I spoke to you, I, I thought yeah. we differed on it, where I'm said, I said to you, I think in the studio, he's got to go down to the championship. Yeah. You thought he could get another Premier League yeah. job. You still feel the same thing? I think thing he's now? done enough to get a Premier League job, yeah. I think Crystal Palace would be an interesting job if Roy decided to go. 
do you I think, think the, do you think owners will take that risk, Rob, of, of a young manager that's had very little experience, one and a half seasons in the Premier League, had um, difficulties with really talented players? I, I, I think there's a learning there's a learning for him. It could be the right size of club. It could be more support maybe from the owners and the ownership group. There might be more talk about his setup with his backrooms off, a chance for him to come again. I, I think I'd certainly think he would be at least in in their thought. A Southampton. Yeah who develop good managers with good teams in a club that's well set up. I think he could become the figurehead of a club like Southampton that might be better suited size-wise, not so much in the red. I mean, you've got to remember, Robin, I lived in, in, in London for 20-odd years and played against them and worked in the media. Chelsea is a unique club, honestly, mate. They, they, there, is, there was a story, there's a gossip, there's something coming out of Chelsea every day. And, and, and journalists used to hang around there and just wait for it to come seeping out. It, it, it might be a blessing, and I'm sure he didn't want to lose his job, but to go away somewhere that's not quite so much in, 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 in the limelight and go and learn his trade. So, listen, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying he's going to be maybe first choice, but I, I w- if I was an owner of, of a club, I don't know, like Scotty Parker's at Fulham and he's doing particularly well, or another young manager, you know, a Fulham, mm. or you know, maybe he's got to bring one of those up, as you say. That might be the obvious, mm. but... I like to think he, he might be on the list of one or two um, Premier League clubs. I would like to think as well. I, I just, I just don't. I, I don't think it will happen, Rob. We'll wait and see, and we'll see who's right about this. But I think he's going to have to go down. There'll be a ton of clubs in the Championship. Good, the, the better teams that would give him a go um, to try and come back again because he did a good job at Derby County. Did a good job last year. Maybe you're right. And I think what you can definitely say is that he, he does a good job of young players. He brings young players through. You know, he's he's trusts young players. He's played Mason Mount right from the start. I mean, he will play younger players if he feels they're good enough. And some Premier League clubs, maybe a Southampton's, would would would, would like that to, to de- develop and bring young players through into the first team to be Premier League players. I just think my gut tells me he's going to have to jump down to the Championship again, get some experience, you know, and, and, and grind away a little bit to get before he gets another opportunity in the Premier League. But we'll have to wait and see. When do you think that is, Rob, just in terms of time? Do you think, are we, are we talking next season? Like, go and take a couple of months off, reassess, dust yourself down. I know his wife's uh, pregnant with his second child. Yeah. Or is it one of them, if, if something's kind I of... I think something comes up, he jumps back at it, Rob. I mean, I've I got to think with his, with, with how fresh he is as a manager, I know he's had a difficult period of time, but mm. when he want to get back at it and prove himself and work at a different club with the expectation levels and the pressure, I mean... I can only imagine what it's like to be, but you could see it in him, the pressure of the situation yeah. and the results at Chelsea Football Club. I'd love to see him jump back in early. Yeah. It's just what's available, what's going to work for him. Um, we'll have to wait and see. But, I, you know. Let's hope it's a learning, though. Let's hope that he, he yeah. takes these things, he understands, he reassesses himself, he'll talk to a few people and, and, and come back. Because, as you say, I think there's a good manager in there. I think uh, just wrong yeah. place, wrong time. Um, but we'll see if, if Frank gets another Premier League or maybe has to drop to the Championship to get back onto things. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
At the theater, more than the movies come to life. Movie lovers march in and skip the line with digital tickets to the latest movies on the free Fandango app. Ready to grab some snacks. Pick me! And head to the best seats in the house for a night of romance, terror, and quality family screen time. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies. So let's move it forward to candidates, and there only seem to be one. I don't think the movie would have been making without them knowing that they've got Thomas Tuchel is reportedly the man to become the next Chelsea manager. There is talk that he'll take in charge of the game against Wolves this week, which pretty much means the deal must almost be done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what were your, your, your instincts on that one, Rob? Because while he was in the running, he wasn't really my favourite, I've got to be honest, to, to land the job. Well... First of all, available. I mean, you talk about favourites. I'm not sure there's many more ahead of him, Rob, that I'd be looking at. I know Julian Nangelsman. Yeah, Nangelsman would be top of my list, but I suppose it's difficult, difficult to get him out of that. Thomas Tuchel would be, would be very close to the top of my list. Mm-hmm. I, of course, I haven't seen a ton of him with us focusing yeah. on the Premier yeah. League, but seen enough. I've seen enough at Dortmund. I've seen enough in the Champions League. I, I, I watch him coach. I watch his teams. I watch his demeanour. Obviously, he's fiery. He's fell out with the board at PSG. That's why he lost his job. He's a fiery guy. Who cares? Roman Abramovich doesn't care about that. He's had fiery guys before. Antonio Conte being the last one. Jose yeah. Mourinho. There's a few others that have been fiery, and, and, and he doesn't mind that. I like a way his, his teams play football. There's a talk about... You know, his experience in the Bundesliga, uh, basically bringing Christian Pulisic through into the first team at Borussia Dortmund's got to be an advantage. The German speaking, knowing the German league, Timo Werner, Kai Havertz, um, the the German style at the moment, you know, you, you get this little vibe of stuff around football and, you know, whether it's the pressing of Klopp or with um, Ralph Hasenhurtl that, that managed in the Bundesliga, that seems to be the way that owners like at the moment. So he ticks a lot of boxes, Rob. A lot of boxes and work in certain places. Thiago Silva, Rob, and I just did just some digging around a little bit earlier today. And he, yeah. he was asked to name his top three managers. Thiago Silva's been around for a long time, worked for a lot of good for a lot of good guys. Chiche, Brazilian national team coach. Ancelotti and Thomas Tuchel is in his top three coaches. And he basically says he, he stood out on a human level. So that's a good sign. Worked mm-hmm. with obviously him at PSG. We know the Pulisic connection at Borussia Dortmund. It just I'm, you know, I, it's funny for us, Rob, isn't it? You, you feel sorry for a, for a guy that we know a little yeah. bit in Frank Lampard, then you kind of do get excited about the next guy. And I, yeah. I'm excited, Rob, because I think this team could 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 really step up in performance with a really good coach that organises, and particularly without the ball, work mm-hmm. harder, Christian Pulisic, work harder, um, Timo Werner or, or Hakim Ziyech, whoever it is, to win the ball back. And, and I'm excited to see what he does. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll discover, Rob, over the next weeks and months, whether Frank Lampard was doing something that wasn't getting the best out of those players, or whether, by the way, which is still another argument, that they're not that good. And at this level, Timo Werner and Kai Havertz maybe are not that great players to be effective over a period of time. I happen to think they, they are and they will be. Mm. Um, but that's the thing to look out for, Rob. If the manager goes, mate, it's always like, is it the players not good enough? Or the manager not good enough. And at Chelsea, the manager always goes. And we'll see what happens with Thomas Tuchel. But I, I do like it as an appointment. I think it's kind of ideal, really, given the players they've got. And his, and his work with the youngsters as well, Rob, is a final bit 
though I would add to that to say, I think it's a good appointment. Yeah, I think it's a fascinating one, Rob, because I think that the, the top line is, back to your original point, like, are this group better than what Frank's give us, or, or is this group not as good as we think? Yeah. All, the, all, the, all the money that's been spent, all the goals that have been scored, all the international caps that players got, you think they should be doing better than this. Now, is this guy, can this guy release it? Can he find a system? Can he find a way of playing? It's interesting that it tickles one of them, I think, who's somewhat unappreciated a little bit by, by football people because they say, well, he did the, you know, we went to uh, I guess PSG, could he handle the, the, the Neymars and the Mbappes and that? And he got into the Champions League final but didn't, wasn't yeah. able to get them over the line against Bayern. So I think he'll come into English football with people not quite sure. And very quickly, I tell you, people will make their decision on him as they do in English football, whether it's fans, whether it's journalists, whether it's people like us in the media. We'll see how he is in the media. Is he a clock tight? Is, is he charming? Is he good with the media? You know, he can be a little bit frosty. He can yeah. say what, he, what he's got to say. So, he, you know, some of that he, he might have to learn as well. And, the, you know, the press officer in that at Chelsea might have to help him out. Um, but you're right, I think, it, it's in time. I don't see it as as ever with Chelsea. I don't see him being there four or five years. I think it could last two, two and a half, three years. It could get trigger something out of these players. And as Chelsea do, they'll move on to the next manager, get the next cup and, and, and recycle. So I, I'm fascinated by what we got. I'm fascinated that we got half a season to see with not too big a gap from the top four. Could he get them back in top four? He's got good games against Atletico Madrid in the Champions yeah. League. He's got FA Cup fifth round now, I think, through, through having beat Luton. Yeah. So there's kind of a lot there straight away. He's going straight into, a, you know, like the frying pan into the fire. Yeah. Um, interested to see how, how he kicks off and, and you know, not having been in the Premier League himself, you know, we've said players need time. Sometimes managers need a little time. Pep had to have a little look at the league and, and, and work it out. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting because I think the understanding was that he was going to take a break. And he didn't, he didn't want to get into managing it until the end of the season. But I think this Chelsea job's come up. And it's so similar to, um, I guess his career is similar to, to Jurgen Klopp. When, the, when a great job comes up, you take a little bit of time off, you've got to go for it. I mean, he, did, he was just like Klopp, wasn't he? He followed, yeah. he followed Klopp at Mainz and then he followed Klopp at Dortmund and mm-hmm. did a really good job at both football clubs. I think he won the German Cup there um, yeah. and then goes to PSG. So he, he earned that right from, from his work at Dortmund, Rob, to get a big job. PSG is... You know, they're going to go for the best talent around. And he got that job. And, and maybe his personality and maybe, you know, this Neymar circus that goes around. I think yeah. that part to do with him getting frustrated. Yeah, a little bit, didn't it? yeah. And he couldn't, he, he, he couldn't get the team. But but I, when I watched that PSG under him, I remember thinking this, this could win it. This could win the Champions League. They didn't. Bayern Munich did, but it got close. Um, so he's obviously got pedigree. He's obviously done well at his previous jobs. Um We'll see how he does, Rob. You know, it's a it's a fascinating appointment that I guess the Chelsea fans, for me, should be excited about. Um, and it's just how long it's going to take, who he's going to play. Christian Pulisic, again, talked about him. I just saw an interview, Rob, saying that he's so thankful for everything that Tuchel done for Christian. I mean, you, you, as a young player that brings you in the first team, you're going to say that. So, again... He's got him, hasn't he? He's got him. Christian Pulisic is is all in with Thomas Tuchel for their experience at Dortmund. Um, Thiago Silva again, and and it's he's got, it's got to help Rob with the, with the German players as well there to try and get them firing again. And and, and system wise, you know the four three three, the four one four one, if you like to yeah. call it that, I, I guess is preferred option 
But again, just doing a little bit of digging around, he, he, he can play anything. He can play any system, whatever suits his players. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. It, it's fascinating, mate. And also, Rob, I always think the dressing room. So, I know, Callum Hudson, a joy. Might have thought, mm, things weren't happening for me with Frank. All of a sudden, he might come in, he might see something that he likes, he might start yeah. it. You know, it, it, it's Jorginho, looks like he was out of the picture. Might, Tuka might want that midfield player who can get on the ball and knit it together. All of a sudden, we might see a change. So, I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who's his, his first start in the 11s, how that sort of develops, where we are in, as we go get into February, get to Champions League. Um, so, it's another exciting... So the exciting level in the league, in the Premier League, that continues to give us stories even when we, we don't think they're coming. You know, Frank goes, Tuchel comes in. Let's see what, what Chelsea can do now with all with all that's coming. Do you get... Targets. You, you yeah. think about targets, Rob? You think yeah. about targets? Yeah. What, what, what for? Got to be the target. Five points away from it. Yeah, that's why you make a change, in it? That's why you make a change now, isn't make it? A change. You've got plenty of time. We're in a window. I, 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 I don't think... I don't think there's any need to buy any players at Chelsea. Whether he might have an idea, you know, before the end of the window, very, very well, time. one that he knows somewhere that's Maybe. contracts available or something like that. Probably more likely summer, but I know what you mean. There might be one key player who he thinks comes in and helps him out. But absolutely, it will be the target. He can absolutely do it. You know, Rob, momentum's a funny thing, mate. You play Timo Werner up front. Maybe he plays him up front. I know he's played like a he's played four four two before. How about a yeah. little bit of Tamar Abraham with Timo Werner? How about a little bit of that? And maybe Pulisic on the left hand side. Ziyech, two guys uh, in the midfield. You have got those fullbacks, brilliant fullbacks, in, in Reese James and Chilwell getting forward. I tell you, I, I, there's so many good options in this Chelsea squad. I, I, I'm I'm excited to see how he's going to do it. If you get a run and you get a couple of wins on a spin, and Timo Werner starts to play, and Kai Havertz starts to assist him to start sco- start scoring goals, I know that's a big ask. We haven't seen it yet, but if he does get it going, absolutely they can find a way into that top four. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and in some respects, while people will say it's a reflection on what Frank didn't do, I think it's more a reflection on what Frank wasn't able to do, hasn't got the experience to do yet. And, and I like... Oh, well, it. Listen, mate, yeah. if, if, if it doesn't improve under Tuchel, mm-hmm. then we have to react anyway and say, well, actually, this player... Yeah. Yeah. You can bring Frank, you can bring Tuchel, you can bring Pepe, and maybe the players aren't, aren't the players yeah. we thought. But I and don't think we're going to do that. I think they're being no, improved on me. There is something, and, and I know as we get to it, Rob, that there's something about this football club, though, that's got to start helping itself. Give itself a better chance. Stop hurting itself. Stop chucking stuff out there. Stop having you know the dressing room and this player and that player. It's a football club at times that it's such a great club when you're around it. And I remember the Jose years, and we've seen the Angel last year. We've seen we've seen the, the the big personalities going, and we've seen this club win and do well and set standards. But sometimes this club didn't all go go against itself. And um, they, I just hope that everybody. I just hope they get behind Tuchel. I hope there's no like you know. The, the Petr Czech's going to have a big role to play. The players now have got, hopefully, a new lease of life, a different manager, different way of looking at things, different style of play. And we start to get the best of Chelsea because Chelsea competing in the top four is what yeah. makes the Premier League even better. Yeah. And, and they've, got, they've got a very good young team, Rob, that can carry this football club to, to a lot of success over the next three, four, five years. That that was the plan. That's what they spent all the money on for these some of these good young players. Um, and that's obviously what they want on their manager to try and make that happen sooner rather than later. 
Yeah, and it's a, it's a football club we love, my friend, because it gives us podca- podcast content yeah. each and every week. Uh, but in a week when Frank Lampard has left the building, it's Thomas Tuchel who will take the reins and try and lead the club back to titles and Champions League. It's a big ask. It's a big club. They spend big money and it's got big demands. That's it for today. We'll be back on Thursday. That's January the 28th. When we'll recap the midweek games, it'll include Spurs hosting Liverpool on Thursday. On Wednesday, um, we'll see two covers, possibly two covers, Chelsea take on Wolves at home at Stamford Bridge. That may be his first game if all the paperwork's done for that. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musto together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe and stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.